Jesus Christ, Paul. <laughs> Did you know that you actually can't win an Oscar for acting if the character's name is the same as your name? So we actually have to DQ Mr. Giamatti in this oh, instance. Oh, relax. <laughs> Paul Hunnam, I'm sorry. You just yeah. showed up. That's not acting. That's No, he's just here being himself. I'm not worried. No, that wonky eye, that's <laughs> acting. That wonky eye was acting more than Mr. Giamatti was. <laughs> the way I wanted it, I'm like, did he... Because you know how some people can kind of just do that with their eye? Yeah. Yes. Was he just doing that? No, it was a fake one, and they switched it constantly throughout the movie on which one was the funky one because they thought it would be, like, funny, like, for the audience. Because I const- I literally had to Google it because I was like, what fucking one is the fake one? Because uh-huh. it's, like, the whole point in the movie, too, that he's like, hey, which one should I be looking at? Yeah. And at the end, he's like, it's, it's this, this one. one. Yeah. But, yeah, they were, like, constantly throughout filming. It was the left. Then it was the right for a while. Then it was... Because I was like, what, what fucking one's the wonky one? Because you can tell when he's looking, one is normal and straight, and the other one is... Wonky. Wonked. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was Chalamet as Wonka, yeah. all the way off over here. I do want to know how they do that, like... I think probably just, like, uh... It's probably, like, a really thick contact lens, I bet. That's gotta be so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know, though. Don't quote me on that. Like, as Paul did, you, like, you gotta walk around, like, just one eye in it. Yeah, I guess so. I'd love to know more. We probably could just Google it, but... That's a good idea. Anyways, guess what? You don't have to Google the name of this podcast, because I'm gonna tell it to you. It's The Swamp. It's an acronym. Stands for some whack-ass movie podcasting. My name is Dara. As always, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Emily. Hello, everyone. And I've started to put these on YouTube. Oh, so fabulous. on our Patreon, which you can subscribe to for $2.86 a month, where we'll be talking... We've actually already talked about the... Um, Oscar nominees, Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Poor Things all have been covered over on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. And we're doing Oscar theme month this month, and we figured as the nominations came last week, we wanted to do one that was, like, relevant and present. One that I actually cared about, too. Yes, yeah. Um, But yeah, you can see us for the first five minutes. You can see what we look like. And then if you want to watch the whole thing, you can subscribe to the Patreon. But I'm saying it so that I hold myself accountable so that I actually do it. Mm -hmm. Because exporting videos that are like an hour long fucking takes forever, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to just sit and have my computer be like occupied by this thing. I remember like back when YouTube was in its heyday. People being like, oh yeah, the video's gonna be posted in 13 hours, and they would like yeah. show the show the little bar going. But it was like a nine-minute video. Exactly. <laughs> Our, we're like fully posting a movie-length videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, an hour is such a long oh render time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we wanted to talk about an Oscar nominee. Um, this one is nominated for Best Picture. Actor, supporting actress, original screenplay. I hope it gets that. And editing. Interesting. Which I hated. You hated the editing? The wipe transition, the crossfade. The transitions were so giving, like, iMovie. And I don't know if they were trying to do... Do you think it was supposed to be like that, though? Because it was, like, early 70s and that kind of, like... Yes. I think they were maybe trying to do something. I thought that the first, like, ten minutes of this movie were brilliant. The way that they did the intro credits to sort of, like... Oh, yeah, old school. What old movies looked like and, like, the, the way that they, like, 
put in who did the color grading and shit, mm-hmm. like, with, like, logos and stuff. Like, you don't see that anymore. I no. thought that was really cool. But then as soon as we started in getting into, like, long crossfades, I was like, no, 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 man. I didn't hate a long crossfade. The wipe takes me out. But a long crossfade, I think, does it for me, honestly. The one moment that really won me back over uh-huh. was when he's looking for Dominic Sessa and he goes outside and he screams, he's like, Angus! And then the zoom, the wide zoom uh-huh. from him to, like, the entire landscape of the, uh-huh. do you know that? Like, all within a second, it was like, Whoom. Was this after the movie theater or something? And, no, it was or? when they were still at the school. It was, like, a manual handheld yeah. zoom out that Love. was, like, shaky. And, like, Love. it was so funny because it was just, like the empty vast space of the whiteness <laughs> like so funny i know what you're talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i do wonder did they shoot this on film or i don't know about on film but i thought you were gonna get guess like on location well yeah yeah i know that yes yeah the, this whole movie is very much i'm so sorry um ahead of time we both are from massachusetts yep we both mm-hmm are tried and true New Englanders. Mm-hmm. I just recently moved to Boston. Like. Yeah. Oh my god. And so we're gonna be really annoying with like the references mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. because this is very much a referential New England. This is a Massachusetts movie. Yeah, for sure. Like they filmed they, most of it in that Mass. little arm, you know Cape Cod? Someone <laughs> rode that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie feels like. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so sorry in advance if you're not from the United States or New England for the myriad of like town. Like I'm gonna just say names of towns and hope you know what I mean mm-hmm. by that. I was um, like I said, I moved to the Boston area recently, and so I'm traveling all over a lot to pick up things on Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Some of the ma- <sighs> some of the Massachusetts town names are so fucking ridiculous, and I've known this, Haverhill. and I'm sure you've known this. Mash pee. <laughs> Passed that one the other day on the same on the same exit sign as Sandwich. Yeah, Sandwich is pretty fire. Yeah. We, we've got some really good town names, but they're all like not spelt how. No, it's British spelling. You're supposed to like. We live near Worcester, which if you think you know how to spell that, you don't. Like, no. Or if you look at it, it looks like Worcester. Yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. What is it? Leicester. It couldn't be worse. Yeah. Mashpee is pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Please be safe when you're picking things up from Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I'm I'm at the end of it, but yes, I'm trying to. Um, it's so funny because I just go by myself. And a- I've only bought anything from women. Okay. So. Slay. Yeah. But also it could be like a man saying mm-hmm. his name is Ashley and then he's going to sex drive Absolutely. You. Yeah. Everyone be safe out there. Don't be just linking up in random parking lots. Mm-hmm. I did a Facebook marketplace. It's bad place. too because I go to their house. That's not good. You should meet at a secondary location <laughs> in public. I know it. <laughs> but one time I did a Facebook marketplace like link up where they came to my apartment building mm-hmm. and I just had to bring the thing down to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I fully brought like a full size kitchen knife in my, like, hoodie pocket with me. Oh, my God! Because I kept having these, like, fantasies, or, like, not fantasies, the opposite. (laughs) The opposite, where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to hand this thing to them, and they're going to swiftly push me into their car door and drive away. And I'm going to have... like, the chloroform. My 18-inch steak knife (laughs) fucking ready to go. 
Yeah. But then I felt like the creep because I was the one doing the sale. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope she doesn't see the outline of this huge knife in my pocket. She's going to think I'm about to strike. <laughs> what were you selling, by the way? Oh, cat backpacks. Um, like backpacks <laughs> that you could put your cat in. <laughs> with a little with pod. The, with the bubble and the pod. Yeah, my cats are huge. My cat, I bought them not really thinking about dimensions. And like my cats like sat in them as a joke. Like, they'd be open, and they'd sit in them, they'd be like, yeah, you try to close yeah. this thing. Yeah, okay, idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my cats are enormous, uh-huh. um, so that was not gonna work. Yeah, you do have some big cats. They got big bones. Exactly. Well, like, obviously, Bean is a little, like... She's fat. Yeah. She's, she's, she, her vet says she's clinically, she's an overweight cat, yeah. You know who she reminds me of? Um, Queen Latifah. Oh, that's such a compliment. Uh, yeah. We always say she's Jack Black because she's <laughs> super agile. Yeah. She's very fit, but she's like, she's huge. So she's sort of like the Jack Black of cats, you know, like she can fully do karate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's just a, a little heavy set. No, she has the allure of Queen Latifah. Wow, like, amazing. I want to give her all the attention. She doesn't have to bat an eye at me. <laughs> she just she doesn't know me shoulder. anything. Uh, yeah. Winston, though, is like a fit cat, too. He, yeah. He's big. He, he's like a big boned, but he's kind of skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminds me of the cat from Coraline. Yeah. He's got like the body type, like if he was a man, that all like all those boys on TikTok that are skinny strive for. Don't sexualize my cat like that. I'm not saying. <laughs> joke is is that Bean you can really personify her but Winston at, at the end cat. of the day is just a cat like <laughs> yeah. Bean she's got a backstory she has yeah. a job she has you know a, a whole personality and mm-hmm. Winston really well that's a cat yeah, I'm sorry true. I cannot personify true. him any further that's mm-hmm. that's a house cat I feel like there should have been like a stray cat wandering around in this movie you know what I mean with them like an animal companion yeah. holding over yeah, that school would not have had any like class pets though no a class, shot. A class pet turtle I was literally gonna say and it freezes oh my god the heat, the heat turns off and then it freezes and it's come in closure that would yeah. have been i think we're coming fresh off of fatal attraction so we're like thinking about horrific animal deaths <laughs> i was thinking of something like hopefully more like they really bond with an iguana or something mm, but yeah maybe not so much yeah they could have gone to the uh, boston aquarium did was that open in the seventies? Hell no. <laughs> well, who's to say? I doubt it. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know enough to dis- to prove or disprove anything mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, it actually took me a little too long to realize it was set in the past. Like, <laughs> shut like up. Like a little longer than it should have. Honestly, I was like, wow, is this really? Because well, they're like out of fucking Catholic school. Like, yeah. like in Massachusetts, out of fucking boarding Catholic. School, I was gonna say it can really be any time period. They like, yeah, I'm sure they make those boys dress like that to this day. Oh, absolutely. With their little skinny ties. Absolutely. But then I think it was when they started talking about the Vietnam War that I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, okay, that, this, this color grading is all checking out now. Yeah, 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 the brown. The hairstyles, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the abundance of brown, brown is really checking out Yeah. Now. Oh, we're talking about the holdovers, 2023, I don't know if I said that. Um, yeah, they got that. But I think it's just... Basically, we're here to sing the praises of Mr. Paul Giamatti, or at least that's why, I, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. He's sort of my dark horse in the Oscars race. I truly believe that Killian Murphy will win. Um, Unfortunately. I think that it is... I don't think that performance was anything special. Oppenheimer? thought it was fine. Really? I think it's... I thought it was Oscar worthy. And I think he's great. But I think maybe he's just great in everything. (sighs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just... I... I watched Oppenheimer... Um... 
for a second time not too long ago. How was it? I'm scared to. It's fine. Because we saw it in IMAX. It's just fine. We saw it in IMAX and I was like, I can't watch this at my house. It's just fine. Interesting. Yeah. I think once you take it out of the IMAX um, and away from all of the hype around it. Hmm. Because it's my statistical pick or my prediction rather for best picture. Yeah. Maybe best director. Best picture? I think it'll, yeah, I think it has I a better know. chance. What do, what do you, what Four do you, Things won the Globe. For comedy. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oppenheimer I forgot won for too. drama. I forget they do, too. Yeah. I don't know, though. They seem to be trying to really widen everything and their lens. Who? What won last year for picture? Um, not Last year was everything. Coda. Not Coda. That was the year before. Wasn't it Everything Everywhere? Everything. Was that last was year? That last? Wow, that feels like a million that years ago. That like a million years ago. Yeah, that yeah. was last year. So, Holy I shit. mean, if we're staying on that track mentality, like... Or was it like, we gave one for the funky movie, now let's get back to Yeah, the... now we get another ten years of boring movies. Yeah. I actually really like the lineup this year. I'm, it's a good one. I'm six out of ten of the way through it. Um, so I've still got four to go. What ones have we? What ones have you seen? I've seen Oppenheimer, Saw, Barbie, yep. Killers of the Flower Moon, yep. The Holdovers, Maestro, and Poor Things. Okay, what other ones? I haven't seen um, Past Lives yet. Past Lives, The Zone of Interest. I want to see that one badly. Yes, um, Anatomy of a Fall. I, I people are saying it's really good, especially her performance. I guess is astonishing. I think she also might be kind of a dark horse for best actress. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, I'm very much team poor things on this. Yeah. Or Killers of the Flower Moon. Would love to see Lily Gladstone win as well. Even though I do think she should be in supporting. I've I've been really waffling back and forth on this, though. Because originally, I was like, she was not the main character of the movie. Therefore, she's a supporting, <clears throat> right? Yeah. To me. But then, like, would I equate her role in that movie to the same as, like, who else is in the supporting actress category? I'm thinking year? Divine. I think Divine... Had more of a... That's true. Her role is massive in this movie. Yeah. Very, like, very, very... To be Wait, putting, that's a great point. To be putting her in a supporting category, which I understand it's more about the relationship that Dominic Sessa and Paul Giamatti form. But her screen time... Her screen time is up there. On par she, with his, I would say. Yeah, she is, like... She's an integral part of this movie. She's, yeah, definitely maybe the argument you could make. And I think she had more screen time and more... She was giving more than... Maybe not performance-wise, but I think her storyline in that movie, like, pulled more weight than, like, Lily Gladstone's did in... Maybe not pull more weight. I don't know how to equate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're definitely just different. I wouldn't... I would disagree with you. I think Lily Gladstone was doing a lot of heavy lifting in that movie because yes. I was getting nothing from Leo. Yeah. And I'm pissed about the Robert De Niro nom. He shouldn't be Over there. Dominic Sessa. He shouldn't be there. I could not I believe shocked. it. I was shocked. I could not believe that. I'm shocked that he wasn't... Um, it's because this is his debut. Exactly. And they don't want to give the flowers to young actors or people who are newer in the industry because that's the Oscars is all about sucking your own dick. Yeah. And he is just not in the echelon of he people fabulous. that they deem dick suck worthy. Even if they gave him supporting, which he shouldn't have bet. He, he wasn't yeah. going to win. No. Like, well, the, like at least the he nom, the nom. Yeah, the nom would have been nice. I thought he was yeah. amazing in this. So he actually, he's from Deerfield, Mass. No fucking way. I love Deerfield. That makes 
so much. He's from Deerfield, Mass, and he like just showed up. That bitch definitely worked at the Yankee Candle Factory. Oh oh my god, he smells (laughs) to this day. He smells like French vanilla, (laughs) like pine. Oh my god! But so I guess he just showed up to like an open call casting. Mm -hmm. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna do this, you know, movie in Massachusetts," and he just showed up. And the director, or like the casting director and the director, really they liked him a lot, but they were gonna pass on him. And Paul Giamatti really like fought for it. He was like, Fuck yeah. he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is all about the relationship between, you know, these two characters. And I, and I, this and I think this kid is it, um, which I think is really good. And I think more actors should like step Gosh. up for, yeah, like getting new people into the industry. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure he was a bit of a mentor to him or whatever. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, his performance. Yeah, it's fucking Paul Giamatti. I was astonished. He was 19 years old when they filmed this or something. Yeah, he's he's a baby. He's a little guy. He, I never realized how young he is until they did those, um, like, red carpet interviews. Yeah, and he's giving all of his favorite um Yeah, right. Films. And I'm just like, oh, you you are, like, you're my little brother's age. Which, not that I'm that Crazy, much older. right? Right, like, I'm not that much. We're 25, 24, 25. Yeah. Which, but, like, oh, my God, a little baby 19-year-old. Yeah. Like, that is, that makes me feel really old. Yeah, right. But I was looking up who are the fucking... I was going to supporting actress, but but I was really impressed that he was able to hold his own in this really intense movie against Paul Giamatti, who's a fucking amazing character actor, yeah. and Divine Joy Randolph, who was just absolutely giving uh, uh, like so many layers, funny, likable, emotional, like deep grief Ugh. and pain, just so much like all at once, such a real human performance. And the fact that he didn't completely flounder and just be like, well, I'm the kid who's the cause of the problem. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really impressive for your first movie out. Like, that's crazy. I'm thinking back to it. And the fact that I feel like supporting actress or supporting roles are so, like, subjective and so can be so wildly different that seeing her get nominated for supporting actress is almost baffling to me because I'm thinking back to Jamie Lee Curtis's win last year for Deirdre Bobeardra. <laughs> well, and Which, that was again, a, a legacy win. That was a quote-unquote yes. body of work win. Yes, of course. Fabulous. Like, I still loved her in that movie. But watching Divine in this movie, I haven't seen someone do, like, quote, like, the supporting actress role that well in so long, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, to actually give her the time to build the character fully and, like, make her fully formed, I feel like so many people don't give their supporting characters that much room to work with Yeah, anymore. I thought she was phenomenal. If she doesn't win for that, I'm going, like, that's going to be the thing that's going to piss me off the most. So she's against Jodie Foster in Nyad, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't either. I wanted to as, like, a gay person, but yeah. there's nothing there. My, my mom like, said it was pretty good. I'm, I might sure. watch it if I have the time for it, just because yeah. her and Annette Bening are both nominated and seemed kind of out of left field. Like, it was sort of just, like, this random thing that got thrown in Literally. There. It's just a fucking Netflix original. I didn't think yeah. it was... I, n- I didn't see any promotion for it. I didn't see anything no. for it. Uh, America for uh, for Barbie. Daniel oh. Brooks for The Color Purple, which I love to see that nomination. Love. Uh, and Emily Blunt and Oppenheimer. It was specifically America Ferrera and Barbie that I was using as a reference point of like, think about her role and her screen time in that movie, which is very much supporting, right? Margot Robbie is the main 
actress. Yeah. America Ferreira was the supporting actress who, yes, had a part in the story, but was not on screen 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. It was very much a, a side character. Yeah. And then you think about Divine Joy Randolph, who is literally on the screen for the entire fucking mm-hmm. film. Right? Or um, Lily Gladstone, who I originally had said should maybe be supporting. But I'm like, no. She if you compare her to America Ferreira, yes, of course Lily Gladstone is a yeah. lead actress, yes. right? Rather than supporting. But it's very political um, how they choose who goes in what category. Yeah. I remember specifically it was the favorite um, between Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz, the three of them, yeah. who basically were across the board on screen for the same amount yeah. of time. But you have to, like, submit what you want to be nominated for. Mm-hmm. And so it was this whole thing that they didn't think that they could beat Glenn Close. And so they put Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman was like, I don't care. Put me in the lead category and put the two of them in supporting because mm-hmm. they'll have a better shot there. Yeah. And then Olivia Coleman ended up winning. Yeah. Which is, but it was this whole political, like, like how do you justify yeah. when screen time is the same? Like this whole weird thing. Uh-huh. I also learned well, this year, not to go off on a side no, tangent, but I learned this year that every country only gets one submission for international feature that <laughs> category so each country can only submit one movie so france submitted a different movie other than um, anatomy of a fall so even though it got nominated for best picture it was not eligible for the international category huh. because that was not their submission i wonder what they submitted it was a movie about like food it was like a food movie. Sure. I forget what it's Dumbass. called. <laughs> I for, yeah, I forget what it was called, but that was just so interesting to me that I'm like, why are we... I understand you just can't make it a global film mm-hmm. ceremony because that's just like too many factors, yeah. I guess. But I'm like, damn, one per country? That fucking sucks, yeah. bro. Because, you know, I'm like... We, the best and then pictures, that gets whittled down. The best picture could be all international films. Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say if we let yeah. more... I don't know, that whole category has been just really, like, going through some changes the past handful of years and always just seems kind of, like, confusing to Mm -hmm. me because if something is nominated for Best International Feature and Best Picture, Mm -hmm. then doesn't it inherently have to win? Like, The Zone of Interest is the only international feature nomination that is also up for Best Picture. Mm. So statistically, if the other movies were quote-unquote better, wouldn't they have also gotten a Best Picture nomination? Right? So you kind of have to give it yeah. to that one, like, right? I mean, that's what they did with Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's so, it's so weird to me. I don't know, man. But It's all very weird, the way that they do things. Um, but I do think that they could potentially choose Paul Giamatti over Killian Murphy just because of a sort of body of work thing that they would sort of want to honor this, like, older industry person. If they're going to do it, I don't think they're going to do it for this one. Yeah. I think that, which I think they should, if they would, if that, if that's what they were going to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the fact that, like, Oppenheimer's just Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a good movie, and it was certainly interesting, and it was beautifully done and everything. But it, at the end of the day, it does strike me sort of in the same vein of, like, it's a bit of a long, boring movie. It feels a lot like the theory of everything to me. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I did think that this movie could have cut back a little. 215? Yeah. That was a little generous. We could have cut our, back on... I'd say hour 52 hours, yeah. like, tops. That extra 15, don't know what was it for. Yeah, I just think that there were some, like, long sweeping shots of the campus that I was like, okay, let's... 
Let's get to and it. And usually, usually I am really bothered by it. It didn't bother me in this one. And maybe it's because I'm like, I know this place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. And it was like well done. So it was less Very bothersome. well done. I love the soundtrack that they did for this. Oh my God. Phenomenal. So yeah, me, my dumbass being like, I didn't realize it was set in the seventies. They fucking opened with like Cat Stevens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like my one brain cell is like not with it. No, it was, I loved it. Um, I thought, do you know that kid who's like, he's like the bully, basically? Yeah, Koontz. Koontz or whatever. He's like a TikTok star or some shit. Really? I swear to God. That's so like He was weird. like a TikToker something. I could be so off. Let me, let me fact check. He did not look familiar to me, but. Um, but I thought that was so strange. Um, I did like the way they paced it, that. It wasn't, he was the only one that was hell over. Yes. It was like, oh, kick it to your parents. Yeah. That, Get fucked. That, like, whole humorous situation. It, I also thought, I almost wish we got some time with the other kids a little longer, because I think it built Angus's character a lot more. Like, we saw that he was, like, truly a good person, like, when he helps the kid who, like, has the nightmare. And, like, little yeah. things like that of him, like, you know, sticking up against the bully I don't know. I thought that having those other kids around sort of helped build up. Whereas once it was just him, we were just sort of left to like, mm-hmm. now we like, quote unquote, like know who he is. Yeah. So it's like, oh God, but I wish we kind of had more time. Cause I found like the group dynamic with all the kids mm-hmm. to be kind of like interesting and funny. Absolutely. But again, I'm not trying to make this movie longer than it no. was. <laughs> no. Um, but do we want to give a brief recap we're already like 30 minutes in. <laughs> angus tully played by dominic, dominic sessa. sessa is a student at a private boarding school catholic i assume they go to church at one point yeah it's a catholic. but some yeah like a catholic school and he has been kicked out of a couple of other schools for like acting out and bad behavior and basically we find out that his parents are not together and his mom has been moving him from school to school and he's been sort of acting out because of this and the professor is Paul Giamatti and he's sort of like the old curmudgeon professor that nobody like really likes he teaches classics which mm-hmm. is like not really a super riveting subject well actually I kind of it depends on what you're into yeah easy to make that super boring and he definitely yes, does doesn't that. does not really let the kids have any leeway um mm-hmm. And so he gets put in charge of staying over winter break with the kids who are unable to go home for Christmas vacation, which it's a group of six kids, originally five, but then Dominic Sessa's mom, sorry, Angus's mom, Mm -hmm. calls and is like, hey, this trip we were originally going to take as a family, we would like to make it our honeymoon for me and my new husband. So if you could just like stay at school, that would be great. Fuck off. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's basically like, yeah, like we would just prefer it if you not come. Mm -hmm. And then so he has to stay and he's pissed and then all the other all the other kids end up leaving because one of them convinces his dad to come via helicopter Mm -hmm. and take them all the way to go skiing but they can't get in contact with angus's mom so he has to stay so he's left as the lone holdover him paul giamatti and then divine joy randolph what's her character's name um gosh uh mary Mary. lamb Yeah. yeah Mary Lamb, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Are we are we gonna be with the symbolism? Yeah, crazy, like Jesus, um, and she has a dead son. Yes, who died, died in Vietnam. In Vietnam. Um, and so she runs the kitchen, and it's basically the three of them staying at this school over the holidays, and they're all sort of going through their own 
grieving or mm-hmm. like, you know, internal turmoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically for Christmas, Paul Giamatti says, hey, what can I do to make this situation a little bit better? And Angus is like, I want to go to Boston. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, God, I guess so. And well, so, now we have to go to Boston. So they go into Boston. And basically Angus's uh, ulterior motive was that he wanted to visit his dad, who he had previously said had passed away, mm-hmm. but actually was in a mental institution. Yeah, like a like a psych ward sort yes. of situation. And he goes to visit him. And it obviously doesn't go super well because the dad is not. All there. What is it? Schizophrenic, I think, is what they... Yeah, he said it was, like, bouts of schizophrenia that turned to violence and then, like, a lot of other just, like, mental health problems. But so he goes to visit him, and he doesn't really seem to be registering Mm -hmm. who his son is, and this is obviously pretty upsetting. Yeah. Um, And then he gives him a snow globe as, like, a Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. And then they leave, and they're sort of, you know, dealing with the emotional fallout of that um but then the dad we don't see this but the dad like uses the snow globe as a weapon yeah um and he gets like kicked out of this hospital and so the parents come and try to say to the school like Like, what the fuck they're like you know this teacher like allowed our son to manipulate him into doing this thing and basically paul giamatti takes the fall for it Mm -hmm. and it's like your kid's a great kid i actually encouraged him to do this because you're a piece of shit parent Mm -hmm. um and actually this was all my idea so he shouldn't get kicked out of school i should get fired Mm -hmm. so then they fire paul giamatti dominic sessa gets to stay in school and not go to military academy and then paul giamatti just sort of drives off into the sunset with his little u-haul yeah he's gonna write a book he's gonna write a monograph oh sorry (laughs) sorry no (laughs) it's like i didn't even watch the movie Uh, (laughs) oh my god the part where they're uh, honestly the part that tickled me the most was when they bump into his old Mm -hmm. um like colleague from Harvard and Dominic Sessa is doing that thing where he knows Paul Giamatti's lying so he's like bringing things up to like thicken the lies he's Uh like tell them about your book uncle he's (laughs) like oh they don't want to hear about that (laughs) no 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 tell them the title like that is such a little shit move where like you've got the person cornered and Uh you're like oh you can't do anything and i'm gonna push the buttons and push you into a more and more uncomfortable state so funny and then they go into this liquor store which was mm-hmm. a film they found just a random liquor store in Boston that they're like, oh, I'm this, sure. they're like, this has kind of a good old look to it. They're like, can mm-hmm. we shoot a scene for a movie in here? And the owner was like, yeah, but I want the manager of the liquor store to be in the movie. Can he just like be in the background, like at the counter? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he would really like have a good time doing that. And they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they let them use this liquor store like after hours to film this little scene. And then when he's handing him the, he basically explains that he, hit somebody with his car, like, on purpose because they oh, yeah. it, they got him kicked out of Harvard. Yeah. And then the he, like, asked for a pint of Jim Beam, and then the guy behind the counter is like, here you go, killer. And I just thought that was so funny that that's, like, I don't know, such a yeah. authentic little uh-huh. Boston moment yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, hi, what's up? It's my mother, Jen, here to host her interim podcast segment, Chocolate or Vanilla, where she says two things, and we all say which one we like better. Hey, what's up, Jen? How are you today? I am pretty good. How are you guys? Not too shabby. Doing all right. Nice. And is there a theme this week? Um, so, I've just, it's 
oddly specific. I'm going to compare a character in this movie to a character that seems pretty similar to me. And you have to say which one you like better. I love that. That is going to be quick because there's like four characters in this whole movie. <laughs> so, um, no, more than, well, six. <laughs> six total. Okay, I <laughs> love it. Um, but the first one is off theme. I always want to rip off the coffee house um, in the morning that I go to the coffee house and there's two little jars and you put your tip in whichever jar you think is better, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a chocolate or vanilla situation. Yeah, and this morning's was um, tattoo artist. Do you want to be a tattoo artist or would you rather be a children's book illustrator? Children's book illustrator, because that is lower consequence. I could never trust myself to do anything permanent to another person's body. Never. Mm. What if you fuck it up? What if I sneeze? Yeah. I think it would be cooler to be... Um, I would. Okay, I would want to be a tattoo artist. I know for me, the reality, the closer reality would be um, children's book illustrator, but... I'm going to go ch- uh, tattoo artist on this one. Yeah, I, I put all my money in the children's book illustrator one. Put, put a buck in there, then that, I put my change that, in there. for you guys. I have, like, like pre-trauma. Like, it's nothing that's happened to me, but it's what would happen if I got a tattoo. John would sever my limb that I raised, <laughs> and she would sever her relationship with me as my mother. No, I wouldn't. I just, I would feel really bad if it got infected. That's all. It would get infected. That's why. Knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, you have like the disposition of someone that would write really great children's books and like you're very calm and collected. Like I could see you at the local library like doing a reading. Thank you. That's so nice. (laughs) Teach the kids about Uh, PT. Like you gotta stretch every day. Oh yeah, Jen, you'll be uh, not happy to hear, but um, I, I have to go to PT for the first time in my life. Uh, Is this for your back? Yup. Yeah. <laughs> Did you shlump a dimsk? Not sure yet. I got x-rays today. Ooh. So they'll give me an MRI if they can't figure it out from there. Oh man, too young. Too young to have back pain. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jen, you should ask us the titular question. Are you a holdover? Chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> oh my god. I'm like... Uh, I'm a little out of it today. <laughs> I get it. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Vanilla. Chocolate. Um, also, if you don't like your exercises, M, you just let me know and I'll, I'll hook you up with that exercise program. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, next one. Richard Dreyfus in Mr. Holland's Opus versus Paul Giamatti in this. As Professor Hunnam. Ooh, I like both of those movies, but I am I'm I'm here for Mr. Giamatti. Uh, this Oscar season, I'm putting my eggs in that basket. So I am gonna say Paul Giamatti in this, but I do I really did enjoy Richard Dreyfuss's performance in that movie. I have never seen Mr. Holland's Opus, um, so I'm going to have to go with Paul as Paul Hunnam. Yeah, I will go with uh with Mr. Holland's Opus, and um, you should watch it. It's a good one. It's long, but it's good. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. And like, as somebody yeah. who's participated in like music, like mm, as an activity, yeah, it's like definitely would be real. Um, next one, the uh, the overly smart but kind of troubled student. Uh, so Dominic Sessa as Angus Tully, or 
Robert Sean Leonard as Neil Perry in um, Dead Poet Society. Mm. Ugh, I hate Dead Poet Society. I'm I know sorry. you're gonna say that. That performance yeah. is fine, um, but I hate that movie. Yeah, it's just fine. I hate that. I hate that movie. Um, so I'm gonna say Dominic Sessa in this. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dominic Sessa as well. Dead Poet Society is fine. And I feel like you're supposed to watch it when you're 16 years old, yeah. and like that becomes your sort of guiding star for a month and then you're back to who you were before. I'm sure I've told this story on here before, but I had an English teacher who thought he was Robin Williams and he fucking had a framed picture of Walt Whitman on his desk and he made us all stand up on the desks and we were all like, first off, you're not tricking any of us. We've seen this movie. So you're not like, this is not a fun original thing. We're all like, so you're making us act out a scene from a movie. This is fucking weird. And there was like one girl was pregnant and like not everybody can get up on the t- on the desk and these desks are like public Wobbly. public right. school <laughs> desks from 40 years ago and we we're all like is this for re- are you fucking for real right now we're like <laughs> he had a full um darth vader costume yes. in his room though, which was pretty cool and he would let like if you didn't want to read it out loud he would let you put the darth vader helmet on so like nobody could see who i read romeo and juliet out loud, nice, which actually. was which was pretty fun i like that I will go with, yeah, Dominic Sessa. Um, I thought he was awesome in this. I think he deserves supporting actor nom. I thought he was great. We talked about it at length, Jen. Did you like the movie? I did like it. I I mean, I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next one, the, the sad uh, homemaker, caretaker, uh, Divine Joy Randolph as Mary or Viola Davis as Abilene in uh, The Help. Ooh. Oh, that's so tough. Miss Viola Davis. Mm, she she ate really, that up too. Yeah. Oh, Divine Joy Randolph was so good in this, but I have to pick. Viola Davis just, she smashes. She hits it out of the park every single time. And she was great in The Help, but she's great in everything. I'm going to go for Divine on this one. She moved me, I think, more than a lot of supporting actress performances, and I definitely more than Miss Davis, actually, so. Oh, wait, you didn't love America Ferreira's This Is What It Is To Be A Woman speech? Ugh. I'm over it. I think I'm going to go with Divine, too. I was, I was, really was feeling Mary during this movie. Right? It was so good. Um, next one. I don't know why these two remind me of each other, but um, Carrie Preston as Lydia Crane, the lady who hosts the Christmas party, yep. or January Jones in Mad Men. Oh my god! <laughs> I know something about like the facial expressions or the inflection or something. I was like, I'm getting January Jones. That's funny. I would not. It's, uh, what was her name? Polly Draper. Oh, Betty. Betty Draper. Betty Draper. Yeah, I would not have made that. Other than that, they're both, like, are hosting a party. Like, Betty do be hosting parties, but um, I'm going to pick Betty Draper. I'm sort of a Mad Men uh, fanatic, if you will. Mm -hmm. I would definitely put it in my S-tier upper echelon of a greatest TV ever made. And um, January Jones is great. Yeah, I only was able to get through, like the first season and like part of the second one and then they took it off the free streaming that they had it on freebie freebie they took it off a freebie watching mad men with ads is fucked up that shit is fucked up yeah but it was my like workout um show for a long time i would just get on the bike and watch mad men um and now i'm just what happened to the baby she just had her baby oh so you left on a cliffhanger cliffhanger that's insane um, i'll pick january jones though as well she 
just has more to work with. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll pick. I'll pick uh, Lydia Crane in this. I thought she was so good. She was good. I know yeah. you're not gonna say this, so I'm gonna say it. The niece. Are you gonna say anything about the niece? Oh, what about her? Oh, well, I, that's not one of your chocolate or vanilla options, is it? I uh, know she is not. She is not giving me Olivia Rodrigo. <gasps> yeah, true. Just like face shape. I get it. I was yes. like Olivia Rodrigo's cousin. Is that you? Yeah, I feel that. The finger painting girl who uh-huh. like yeah who had like forty five seconds of screen time. Uh-huh. Um, back to Emzo. Um, you have some shows that are your workout show. Yes. Like, yes. A handful definitely. of them. Yeah, that. I watched, what was it, the last Mike Flanagan show, Fall of the House of Usher. That one was one. Um, I haven't been working out lately, so nothing in the cards at the moment. See, you're like seeing shows. Mine are like YouTube videos because I can only exercise for like bouts of 10 minutes and then I'm like tired. (laughs) It's like if if I was to walk on the treadmill for 45 minutes to an hour, I couldn't do it without having my fucking screen time. Like I'm I'm no better than a baby with an iPad, so... I need to be listening to music pretty loud and upright looking at the TV with the show of my choice on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Um, next one, is, to make it that long, to make it the like longer distance. Yeah. Um, next one, the the kind of the, the D-bag student, um, Teddy Kuntz in this, that one, or Joey Donner in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, fuck Joey Donner. I mean, fuck, fuck both of these guys, but... I guess Joey Donner and 10 Things I Hate About You is a more impactful performance because we really saw his douchebaggery like follow through and like sort of get, you know, what was coming to him. Whereas this character, I just feel like it was sort of like, okay, now he gets to go skiing. And like, you know, who's to say whether he passes Professor Hunnam's classics class or not. But Mm -hmm. I feel like we didn't really get enough of him to like have an arc. See, I've never fully watched 10 Things I Hate About You, so I'm going to go insane. for Coons in this one. That's literally um, insane. I liked his hair. Yep. You said he's like a TikToker or something, he's, right? He, he's an actor, but he is on TikTok, okay, I guess. Okay. Yes. But I, he probably has like a good following of young teen girls. Um, I'm totally going to go with Joey Donner, because Em, you are watching 10 Things I Hate About You very soon. Yeah! I'm going to tell you. Um, next one, speaking of hair... Uh, Rebels with long hair, the kid who plays Jason Smith in this, or the kid who plays Ronnie Bass in Remember the Titans? I've never seen Remember the Titans. I don't <gasps> oh my gosh. Sports movies. Sorry. No. I... This is a sports movie you would probably like. It yeah. is heavy on the sports, but I think you would like it. It's like the one, right? It's like the one that is most. Is it Ryan Gosling in it too? Too little yep. Ryan Gosling. Is that the one yep. where they sing in the locker room? Yes. To defeat racism? And on the field, exactly. Yeah, right, right. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. So I will pick the kid who ends up fucking pussying out and cutting his hair. Fucking stick up for yourself, bro. I liked that little arc, though, that it was like, it was the football guy who was doing the, like, you know, hippie kind of anti-war thing. Whereas it's like, I feel like you sort of stereotype, like, in the 70s that that kind of guy would be like, Smoking weed, hey man. But he was like, mm-hmm. he was the football guy. So I thought that was interesting. What, from this one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for the holdovers guy in this one. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, like, um, oh God, what's his name? Sean Penn as um, 
Oh God, what's uh, Spicoli? Yeah, Spicoli. <laughs> yeah, I could have done that too. I could have done that. Um, I will go with Ronnie Bass, and I do think you guys should watch Remember the Titans. I um, will. Last one is Danny the janitor in this, or the janitor from Scrubs. Danny, we were calling him Kevin this whole time. Damn. We're calling him Kevin. <laughs> oh, oh, that was what, before you guys answer that, that's what I was going to say. Did you guys, um, during the pod, this totally gave Breakfast Club vibes for a short time, right? Like, oh, mismatched group of students, like, got to hang out together and bond. No, it yeah. wasn't giving Breakfast Club because I didn't hate it. Um, <laughs> also no, that. No, I totally I get that. Um, wow, we really, uh, sorry for the rest of this podcast where we refer to this man as Kevin when his name was Danny. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> um, I'll pick the janitor from Scrubs, though. More impact. I've never watched Scrubs, so I'll say Danny. <laughs> that could be your next workout uh, show. You know Scrubs. what? Could yeah. be. Okay. I'm going to go with the janitor from Scrubs. He was hilarious. I'm skeeved out by what's his name. Um, who's By Zach Braff. Zach Braff, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the janitor from Scrubs is played by the guy who's the dad in the middle. I'm trying to think of other things he's in. He's, like, really a dad type. I love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really funny. He does this, like, sort of deadpan, like, oh, brilliant. like fuck you sort of thing. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, my favorite janitor is the janitor from Ned's Declassified. Do you remember him? A little bit. I don't know. He was just chaotic. That show was wild. Um, anyways, Jen, thank you as always for being here. And I teased it at the end of the episode, but I'll tease it again here that you're taking the reins this mm-hmm. next month. I am so excited. Hell yeah. Jen is going to pick all of our movies next month because it is her birthday. And this is the gift I, we have imparted, imparted, given, just we're giving this gift to Jen because she directly asked for it. And we said, <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's. Getting a gift that I asked for, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Before the we finish Oscar month, though, um, I loved the animated movie Nimona. Okay. And my friend Jess said, I was sucked in immediately. I laughed and cried through the whole thing. Chef's kiss. Okay. Well, that's a good Nimona, FTW, five stars, and emojis with the big eyes. <laughs> All right. So Jess says it's good. Jen says it's good. I usually don't round out the animated category, but I don't know. Maybe I will this year. I give it a go. There's nothing from Disney on there, right? Or is there? Is that oh, no. Uh, Elemental. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as Wish isn't on there. No, Wish is no Wish. Thank uh, God. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, and I'm sure we'll do an episode about the Oscars, either like during or directly after the actual ceremony itself. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes out for that. I might post part of it on here and part of it on the Patreon. I don't know. We'll see. But definitely send us if you have anything you'd like us, the three of us, to discuss in our Oscars-themed episode. And Jen, we love you. And goodbye. I love you guys, too. See you have an awesome week. night. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I loved seeing, what was it? And this is the thing that every bitch on Letterboxd is geeked about. Um, that scene where they're at the outdoor bookstore, which is a real thing yeah, in Boston. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, she's she's been on my list of things to go to for ages now. It's actually, I'm sorry to say this, it's kind of lame. I bet. It's like pretty... I bet it's not good books. No, they're like, because they're outside, like yeah. in the rain and the snow. So yeah. Like not great quality. It's like a cute thing to do, but it's like... Unless it's the summer and mm-hmm. it's fucking cold out. Yeah. And you're like you're in Boston. And you're outside and you're looking at books. Uh-huh. But I had a roommate who worked at the restaurant that was like across the street mm-hmm. from that place. Yeah. 
like I, I passed by there like all the time. Times, yeah, I bet it's pretty. It's just okay. I'm sure it was cooler. Than Isn't the 70s. it in like Cambridge too? No, it's like right in downtown. It's by the Common. Really? Yeah. Huh. Wouldn't have known. But yeah, no, seeing that and like. The Museum of Fine Arts and everything like that is so iconic. They were very like heavy handed with the Boston references. Oh yeah, like oh we oh we are shooting this movie yeah. in, in case you didn't know in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. I watched this with my parents and they were like, oh wait, is this supposed to be Vermont? Like at the very beginning, they're like, this looks like Vermont. I was like, just you wait. Just you wait until they start beating you over the head with how aggressively <laughs> Massachusetts based. Yeah. Massachusetts based and New England pilled mm-hmm. this movie is. I don't think that a movie has done it like this since like The Departed. Yeah, so <laughs> aggressively. And like Massachusetts in, in a different way. In yeah. A less, in a less like violent. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a less Ben Affleck way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a um <laughs> in a sort of a studious um what's the right word? Academia. Acad- yes, 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 thank you. The dark the academia, academia of New England. <laughs> oh uh, god. I did think so this movie is some people think is kind of a shoe-in for original screenplay. What else is? I'm sure poor things, right? No, I think poor things is adapted. Let me from let me pull this up for you right now. Can I be honest? Yeah. I didn't think the writing was great. In the holdovers, is that what you're going to say? No, I don't understand the difference between adapted screenplay and original screenplay. Adapted from what? So, something that you, like a book, a play? Well, I knew like that, but like, what the fuck was Poor Things adapted from? Original, um, Anatomy of a Fall, Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. See, like, wouldn't Maestro be something that's like... Technically adapted, but I... Technically adapted, like... Because that's Like, you didn't just come up with this character. Yeah. It's just fucking Leonard Bernstein. That's really interesting. Do you know how many books he probably pulled from? Because there's a whole thing where Barbie... They originally thought it was going to be an original screenplay, but then they were like, well, you didn't come up with the character Barbie. Mattel did, so this is adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, but so adapted nominations are American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I don't know what, I don't know what Poor Things is. Poor Things adapted screenplay. Hmm. Okay. That's what I figured it was, but like some of these things I'm Based like- on a 1992 novel. Okay, but, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on a book. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, okay, here's the thing that, can I be honest about generally? Yeah. I'm not mad that Margot and Greta weren't nominated. Me either. I'm so over that whole conversation. That it's movie so, is not Oscar worthy. It's so the fucking fact that, stupid. The fact that Ryan was nominated was it's wrong. Absurd. It is absurd. Wrong. The thing that I will give them, Billie Eilish's nomination for Best Original Song. Can I say something controversial? I hate it. Can I say something yeah. controversial? I think Olivia Rodrigo's song from the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is so much better. And no one agrees with me on this. No, I'm so here with you. I'm so here with you. I don't know I don't know if I've talked about this with you or not, Maybe. but I've talked about this with like a lot of people. That song so takes the movie and like wow. really like puts it into the actual song, you know what I mean? The fact that Ugh. the Becky G song from the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie got a nomination and that song didn't. What the fuck are you really even talking about? The Becky G song from the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie that's nominated for an Oscar. Becky G's on her way to an EGOT. I'm gonna kill myself. No, she's not gonna win. Billie Eilish is gonna win. We all know it. 
But even Dua Lipa wasn't nominated. Oh, that was that crazy. pissed me off. That was. Wild. I don't like the song. I don't like Billie Eilish. I think her brother's a fucking freak. Yeah, that's true. I feel pretty he neutral. Skews, on mm, he skews. He does. Me. He skews me. Excuse me. Out. I think her music is fine. It's just not like my. She's favorite. fine. She really pissed me off the other week with that shit, saying like you outed me. Oh yeah, that was that whole thing is like. Be annoying. serious. Be serious. But yeah, also all the discourse around. Greta Gerwig. I'm like, okay, first of all, she did get nominated for, she wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So she does have a nomination. Let's not, like, of course it would be nice for there to be more than one woman director nominated per year. Like, that would be nice. But, like, I haven't seen Past Lives yet, but the reviews do seem to say it should be Celine Song who's nominated and not, you know. And also, well, it's just like, Think about the other movies that Greta Gerwig has directed. Little Women and Lady Bird. Yeah. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree that those were things that she should be directed for. This movie, it's not that serious. Yeah. And I'm not saying that all Oscar-nominated movies need to be serious movies. They don't. There's room to have fun with it. But, like, this movie, come on. Yeah. This was a box office grab. Yeah. It was it was great. I yeah. liked it for what it was. I'm not saying anything bad about the movie, but I just don't think it was an Oscar nominated. Like, and I just think there are bigger snubs we can be talking about. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like Dominic Sessa. I'm pissed for him. Yeah. Sorry to be diverting the conversation towards a white man, but <laughs> but justice for my boy. Have you seen those tweets that are like, "Is it too late to uncast Timothy Chalamet as Bob Dylan?" No, literally. Uh, get him out of here. He's gonna. He'll do fine. Dominic will do fine. Oh, no, no, no. No, Timothy, Timothy will do fine. If we've seen anything from his singing abilities in Wonka, though, I'm not here for it. Ugh. And I know he, you don't have to be good at singing to be Bob Dylan, because Bob Dylan was kind of not a good... But I'm like, if Timmy can't even make his voice, like, not sound like bro to be Wonka, then how is he gonna do, like... Timothy's really on his downfall for me. Yeah. It's the Kylie Jenner of it all. No, truly. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm. I would love to see Dominic Sesson. Wait, that. you know that scene from the third season of American Horror Story where it's like Jessica Lange is like losing her hair. Oh yeah. And what's her name? Uh, Emma <laughs> Roberts is surprise like bitch. surprise bitch. There's a new Supreme. <laughs> That's but you saw you saw the last me. Timothy yeah. Chalamet's curls are gonna start to kind of deflate. Yeah. Oh my god. He starts like actually gaining muscle mass. <laughs> they cast him in a Marvel movie. That's the end. That's the. And then it's end Dominic's it. time, and I'm okay with it. A new Twinkie skinny white boy. He's like weird in the way that I want like Timothy Chalamet to be weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, have you seen the, the Red Phantom Car- of the Opera? Yeah. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> So I'm I'm good. I don't need I don't need little NYU Timothy Chalamet. Give me Deerfield Dominic Sessa. Yes, Deerfield Dom. <laughs> I'm here for it. Dominic Sessa, if you want to be on the podcast. Oh my god, I don't come on. We couldn't handle it. We can just have a a Massachusetts based pod. That's that's so true. Please, somebody, a couple of people have asked in the past who our like dream guest would be, and I think I consistently say Brittany Broski. But truly, when I jokingly am like. 
oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, come on the pod. Truly, if I had to conduct myself in a professional manner and interview an actual celebrity, I think I would just immediately start pissing my pants. Like, <laughs> I would just immediately say the wrong thing. I've never said the right thing See, with something, in my life. I feel like if it was, like, Dominic Sessa, he's new enough to the game mm-hmm. that, like, we could just talk to him like a normal person. I feel like Renee I mean? Rapp would be an easy person to talk to. Absolutely. I've Renee seen- Rapp would finger me on the pod. <laughs> Renee Rapp is like the. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. She's got like way too much like, um, like fuckboy energy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That's people keep saying she, that they're like, oh, she clearly doesn't have PR training. But I'm like, yeah, I love it. Her bringing yeah. up Wendy Williams like in love. interviews, I'm like, I'm here. I need more of this. No, she's she gives the same energy. Like I was saying the other week when we did Chicago, is that Matron Mama Morton's gonna fuck you through the screen? <laughs> Renee it's, Rap. It's the same thing. Renee yeah. Rap is gonna turn you gay with a swick of her wand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like winks at you and you come on the spot yeah. involuntarily yes. for forty five minutes. <laughs> like Jesus, please. I don't know. Oh my goodness. This has become more of an Oscars podcast. Uh, I know, I know. Oh well. But what are we to do? It's Oscars month. Yeah, sorry. You're here for it. We're here for it. Um, I was cracking up because my dad, so I watched this for the first time with my husband. We watched it before Christmas, which that was the pocket, bro. To watch this movie in the days leading up to Christmas. Like not the not Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas. No, I think we watched it like like the the 15th or something you know like a good good while but we're like leading into the holidays like Mm -hmm. that was the primo time for this movie because it's Mm -hmm. it's exactly when it's set but just like vibe wise you know Mm -hmm. it's not very celebratory or happy no it's not it's not a christmas eve one you know Mm -hmm. but it's it was just right after christmas my like feelings about this movie just sort of deflated a little bit (laughs) because i'm like it's over yeah it's in the past i saw your letterboxd review you gave it like three and a half yeah, I thought that it was a little corny at times, mm. and I think I'd like it more now that I've watched it twice, but I think that some of it was just giving, like, a, a Hallmark movie, but written and directed by, like, Massachusetts academic liberals. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, there's this joke of, like, the one of the most cheesy lines in dialogue that you can do is, like, somebody's walking away, and then they turn around, and they're like, hey... Thanks. Oh, the, it's this side. It's, like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so like, hey, thanks. Yeah. Like, oh, just oh, say something different than that. Like, yeah. I, and it, I did, you know, it was funny. It's this side. Like, yeah, that, that did uh-huh. fit. But at times I was just like, oh, this is just a little corny for me. It's a little too long. It it was it was doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. But I, just, I, I think, honestly, I'm comparing it to the stock of this year's Oscar nominees, which I just feel like are very, very strong. Like, I think if this had been nominated two or three years ago, I really would have put it up as a top contender. Yeah. But this year, I'm like, it's just, it's just It's not- a hard, it's a hard fight to yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. I, the one thing I really loved about this movie, though, is because it's really simultaneously did this well of being funny, but also being, like, very, like, serious and uncomfortable almost. Yes. 
And you can see it for me. It was most evident in that scene where Dominic Sessa is going a little crazy. Like he's really, he's really got cabin fever and he dislocates his shoulder in the gymnasium. When he does the cartwheel. Yeah. He does this big ass flying cartwheel <laughs> and then you don't hear anything for a minute and he just starts swaying. So funny. So, and it's so funny. It's hysterical, but then it very like quickly gets to like there in the um er and he's getting his shoulder popped in yeah and it's like funny because it's like oh dumbass like dislocated his shoulder but it's showing you like how they used to dislocate a shoulder and the like sounds he's making is terrifying i would all like it was very like deeply uncomfortable and like almost like not nerve-wracking but like oh no i definitely agree at the same time a sort of discomfort level in this movie because they're like not only is Paul Giamatti uh, his character just deeply unlikable but he also uh, is sweaty and he smells like, bad yep. and they just kept really dog piling it on I'm like this you man you cannot smell, right? oh and just all those awkward like you know no one likes you right and like yeah I do know actually mm-hmm. like oh that fucking burns yeah. or it's so evident to me when he orders a drink at the bowling alley mm-hmm. and he tells the guy dressed as Sam like a fun historical fact yeah. about and the two of them are just looking at him like shut the fuck yeah. up like, yeah. who the fuck cares uh-huh. oh my god that's just so real like, yeah of that person talking and you're like oh no one cares <laughs> like it's usually me i'm usually on the, the end i was of gonna it, say but... i could see you feeling like him in the oh moment. my god <laughs> Also, justice for candle pin bowling as a Massachusetts. That's the, yes. that's the hardest mass, a Massachusetts movie has ever Massachusetts. The amount of times I, I live in Quincy now, and so it's right outside of Boston, which it's definitely got more of like the real, authentic like Massachusetts townies. Yeah, sort of the amount of candle pin bowling alleys that I drive by, mm-hmm. astonishing. I, you would be amazed. I hate it. It's so I love hard. It. It's so hard. You it's regular like, bowl instead? I, I like to regular bowl. I love candle pin. Ugh. Duck pin's fine too, but candle pin? Fuck yeah. Ugh. I'll destroy it. It's. I just think it's like, mine just go in the gutter. The ball's too light. See, I can't do the heavy ball. Okay, wait. We had this whole conversation on our... Um, the Big Lebowski episode. We can't, oh, we did. We, we can't did. get too sorry, much into bowling. Sorry. We can't get too much You're into right. bowling. You're right. Oh, when we had nothing to say about that movie, so we're like, so what are your thoughts on bowling? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, but so I watched this with my parents, and like at the beginning when they're like introducing the setting of the school, the school's called Barton. Mm-hmm. My dad goes, Barton? Like the Barton Bellas? Like from Pitch Perfect? <laughs> And I was like, shut the fuck up, Gary. My dad my dad loves the movie Pitch Perfect. It's amazing to me. It, I was like, Which, why I, is that the first thing your mind goes to? It's so funny because I feel like there was a time where Pitch Perfect was very cringe. Yeah. Almost. And it, I think it is still a bit cringe in my mind. But people love it. It's very much got, like, a cult following. It's persisted as a classic, I would say. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it came out, like, what, probably ten years ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it will, like, stand the test of time. My dad will fully watch the third one. I've never even seen the second. If any Pitch Perfect is on TV, he will stop and watch until it is complete. Fuck. It's insane. Yeah, he's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Trapped I was, here. For- I was gonna watch the game, but now I have to watch Pitch Perfect 3 again. Fuck! <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, god. 
Um, do we want to get into our regular scheduled programming? Absolutely. Um, hello? Good, I'm on air. <laughs> yeah. Are you at home? Okay, just get in the studio. We'll be done in like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, you text me when you know. Okay. So let's get into our regularly scheduled programming. Absolutely. I feel like for Fuck, Mary Kill, it's Paul Giamatti, Divine Joe Randolph, and then the janitor. Was his name Kevin? Yeah. I mean, Kevin. Unless we want to swap him for, like, what? No, there's no one else. Like, there's not really enough adult. I'm actually going to kill Paul Giamatti on this one. Yeah, sure. There's nothing I can do for him, really. <laughs> It's not even like I could fix him, kind of. The way that I was so sure that he was going to die from a drunk driving accident at the very end of this film, of him swinging that expensive whiskey and then yeah. spits it out, I'm like, it's going to be him getting T-boned by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> like, fully, like, mean girl style, hit by the bus. That'd be... Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything really there. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, Divine, though, I can... Be yep. there for her. I can just be someone stable. Sure. And I think I, we would get along. I would love to cook for her for once. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna marry her, and then I'll fuck uh Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Cause Kevin was... was a little iffy with me, for me. Yeah, but he, you know, mm -hmm. he didn't prove to be dislikable. Exactly. In any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a reasoning to do something different, but. I simply, I cannot fuck Paul Giamatti. No. Like, in a lot of other scenarios, yes, I can. But when he this, was blue and liar liar. Absolutely. Get that paint on me. Mm -hmm. But in this, in this scenario, I just don't see it, it. I don't see him even really liking me as a person. No. I don't think, I don't think he would enjoy our time together. No. Um, I think he would feel like this was a waste of his time. Yeah. 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 Um, which I'm just not here for that. No. So I am gonna, I'm also gonna kill him, and then mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you, because Divine is offering way more than... Either man in this scenario. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, we can, I, it's gonna be tough, but we're yeah. gonna get through it. Exactly. Um, and as lesbians in the 70s, it is, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, biracial <laughs> lesbians in the 70s. But we're in Massachusetts, so we're better set off than just about anywhere else. That's true. What if you move to Northampton? True. We'll start oh, a you'll be life. fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Start a little life there. Um, and then you're hosting your little, ideally, roughly 10 days before Christmas, yep. you're hosting your little holdovers party. What are you going to serve your guests? A hot toddy. Okay. Right. So true. Brown. Brown, yeah, brown whiskey, yep. a little bit of honey, mm -hmm. yeah, something, you know, just nice and cozy, and uh, little chicken pot pies. Oh, personal chicken pot pies, mm -hmm. cute. Normally I would say um, shepherd's pie because that's my preference, but mm -hmm. for some reason a chicken pot pie feels really right for this one. Yeah. And again, 
Brown. Yeah, yeah. And like the 70s. <laughs> and the 70s. 70s. Yeah, that feels, that feels right. I, Ideally, I would have like a cherry pie or an apple pie afterwards. Yeah. We can pie on pie. Dual pie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dual wielding pies. Maybe cherry because they do their little cherry yeah, jubilee yeah, yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Which I didn't even know what that was. I don't know. Again, probably Again, 70s. A 70s thing. If you really wanted to get... Uh, no, it's a little later. I was going to say Jell-O. Uh-uh. But that's like 50s, though. Uh-uh. It's the, yeah. the Jell-O mold. Ugh. Yeah, disgusting. What the fuck is going on? Um, I went with like a like a hyper Massachusetts... McGill cuttings? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Um... Which also, I really want to know if... Because I've only ever really lived in Massachusetts or Connecticut. Is McGillicuddy's, like, has it made its way across the states? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it a very well, New England thing? Other states I don't, don't have nips. We call yeah. little bottles of alcohol, like nips. single shots, we call them nips. But other, other people, places, they're shooters they call or airplane, airplane bottles. Yeah, we, those are, like, common because people want to drink in public. And be able to throw them away because yeah. everyone is an alcoholic. Because Massachusetts, yeah. yeah um, but I mean, like, I know bitches have rumplements out in, like, the Midwest. That's, like, their thing. Hmm. But McGillicuddy's is very, like, it's, New England. Yeah, probably. If you're... All our bitches out in Ohio, if you're 21 plus, yeah, let us know if McGillicuddy's are culturally near you. Yeah, are they relevant? Um, but I went for a, a cocktail called a Cape Cod... It's oh. just a vodka crayon. I was going to say. With lime juice, which you should be adding lime juice to your vodka crayon anyways. anyways yeah. But um, it's just a vodka crayon with lime juice as a Cape Cod. So I figured yeah. that that was... Because, you know, this movie's very whiskey heavy and I'm just like not really, not really about that. And then um, the Fluffinutter sandwich mm-hmm. is a Massachusetts staple. This is not something that's popular anywhere else. Are you serious? And it's, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's fluff, like marshmallow yep. fluff and peanut butter. Yeah. Like a peanut butter and jelly, but no jelly, with peanut butter and fluff. And then I like to butter the outside and grill it like a grilled cheese. It's it's like a it's a dessert. It's like borderline a dessert. Yeah, well, but, you at places like the Big E, which is again another Massachusetts staple. Yeah. you'll find that shit like deep fried. Oh, oh. yeah, so good. But, but damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I I ate a fluffinutter for lunch until like maybe the third or fourth grade. Yeah, every day. It's very it's a very Massachusetts thing. But also, um, the chocolate chip cookie was invented here. You could have some chocolate chip cookies. Basketball. You can. <laughs> You could eat a basketball. <laughs> I was trying to think of things that were like Massachusetts that weren't like seafood. Because I don't want to have clam chowder with this. Like No. no. Uh, yeah. Get no. that shit out of my face. No. no way. I'm good. Um and then what are you gonna follow this movie up with? So ideally, like you said, you're watching this around Christmas time, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna go with another Massachusetts Christmas-based movie. Little Woman. Yep, I Little Woman. I was literally gonna say the same thing. My other alternate was you should watch another great Paul Giamatti performance, and your two options are Liar Liar, starring Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. Of course. And also his um, TV series where he plays... Um, John Adams. John Adams. I live down the road yeah. from where John Adams lived. Now. Paul Giamatti as John Adams is like the acting performance mm-hmm. of a lifetime. Yeah. I don't know which streaming platform it's on. I think it might be HBO. It's like an Probably. HBO like miniseries. It's really good stuff. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize too? The original Dunkin' Donuts is in Quincy. The first The ever. first Dunkin' the Donuts. The flagship? The flagship Dunkin' Donuts. I drove past it on my way to the Goodwill next door. Have they, like, updated it and modernized it, or have they kept it in its original condition? I th- 
I haven't been inside. It's giving old school though, okay. like signage wise. Because the new Dunkins are like they look like banks. Yeah, every no. building it doesn't like look like that. Though. No, it definitely she stands out. Interesting. That's why I like I clocked her. I was like, who the fuck are you? She said, I'm the owner of this house. <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> um. And then what are you gonna give this movie out of ten? Eight and a half. Wow, okay. I like this movie a lot, um, and it's definitely self-serving and very much from a Massachusetts perspective. Yeah, but I want to. I love it. I want to give it a seven, but it's like a six point eight to me. But I'll give it a seven. I'll give yeah. it a seven because I am. It is sort of an underdog. Did you know though that the man who directed this movie is a sexual assailant? Why am I not shocked? Rose McGowan. Also victim of Harvey Weinstein. Rose McGowan, uh, his name is Alexander Payne, and he is a piece of shit. He's a great A piece of shit. Great. He directed this movie. Fuck. Yeah. Well, he's he's not... Um, he's not nominated. Good. No. Well, that's good. But it is just, like, when you, like, watch him, like, a movie, and then afterwards you, like, see who directed it, and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck you're the yeah. worst, huh? God damn it, yeah. <sighs> but not but. that that really factors into my opinion of the movie, but it is just, like, a bummer. Yeah, yeah, certainly a bummer. Also, learning that Paul Giamatti's dad was the president of Yale for a decade. Also, I was like, what? how can you play this role that's, like, criticizing You're like, your dad. academic social? Like, it, But no, it was, like, the headmaster guy who he hated yeah. was his dad. That's crazy. I'm like, how can you be, like, criticizing? I'm like, ooh. Oh, I love that. That's your dad. I love that. Um, but anyways, this was mostly an Oscars episode, but who cares? Thank you all for listening. If you want to see our faces, we're on YouTube now. So you can click the link in the description below to subscribe to us there or any other platforms. If you want to check out our social medias, if you want to DM us, if you want to email us, anything, suggestions, chocolate or vanilla ideas, mm-hmm. movie suggestions, even just something you've seen recently, we would love to hear your Oscars opinions. Absolutely. Obviously, if you're like really riding hard for something, mm-hmm. um, tell us what you think about like the supporting actress, actress yes. category, or I guess it also applies to actor and act- I just care less about actor and supporting actor than I do about actress and supporting yes, actress absolutely. like i just i like don't give a shit agreed about supporting actor but yeah. i'm like supporting actress is like i'm gonna freak out yeah um, yeah but yeah let us know what you think and thank you all for listening and goodbye and good night oh and okay at the very end i'm going to say next month february we are giving the reins to jen because we last year did our birthday months we allowed the other person to pick all so you got all of april i got december and jen was like Hey, can I have can I have February? And we were like, yeah, sure, why not? So fucking hold on and just wait for whatever the fuck Jen has in store for us next month. Mm -hmm. All right, bye.